Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. You know why I don't use dating apps anymore? And maybe for the same reason you do. You never know who you're talking to on the other side, right? Like, I was really excited to talk to this one girl, and we set up a date and everything, but who actually showed up? I don't know if I can, like, ever get over the, like, who showed up that night at dinner. Hello, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Uh, if you're brand new, my name is Steve Kramer, and I host this show with my mom for a couple of minutes because she's got the best words of wisdom. They can change your life, and she's just uh, the, the greatest. She really is, and I'll introduce her to you. This is my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. So I want to get an update in case you're new to the show. My mom and dad live in Georgia and they are very different people. And if you go back to episode number 47, that was Wednesday show. We started talking about how my dad wants to wanted to go out and hang out with his friends during the coronavirus. And he was supposed to meet up with a bunch of elementary school friends, even though he's what, 74, 75, Two. 73, 72. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to age him too fast. Um, <laughs> And he he has cancer, so he's not the uh, most immune, non-compromised person. So we were trying to debate, like, was it a good idea? You know, he'd get out of here, go back and listen to the episode. But I want to know, I want to find out, did dad actually end up going out during the coronavirus? He did not. Wow. He did not. I was really, really proud of him. So what happened? How because he's I mean, my dad is one of the, he's like every old person, right? Like you can't really tell them what to do. They're going to do what they want to do in the first place, no matter what oh. advice you give them. It doesn't matter. They're going to oh, be stubborn. Yeah. So how did how did that cuz he said he wanted to go. So what changed his mind? He did want to go, but I think he he really came to understand that it was not really in his best interest to go and that it also gave me great angst. You know, it caused me mm. a lot of anxiety around that. Um, so he said, I have to choose my family over my friends. Well, that's good then. Right? And, yeah. the way, and the way he managed that was really lovely too because he didn't call them or text them. They text mostly. First mm -hmm. thing in the morning to let, him know, to let them know he wasn't coming, he waited until about five or 10 minutes before they were all to arrive. And <laughs> then he texts them. So and is that the right idea or not? I think so, because what he didn't want to do was a lot of times if one of them can't go, they cancel. Oh, so he didn't want to be the guy that's like, sorry, it, I can't make it. Exactly, because he knew that they really wanted to go. And honestly, two of the, two of the four of them are single. So they really, really needed the companionship, right? Right. So he didn't he didn't want to be Debbie Downer. So he waited and um they texted back and said they understood they were already there and that they missed him and one drank a vodka tonic in his honor and the other had salmon, which is what he always has when he goes out with them while they're I eating can't burgers. Imagine. Like, what do they talk about? Like, what is there to talk about? That's a long separation. Like, if I don't see somebody for a month, I get so much social anxiety because I don't know what to talk about. But, like, they go, they've got, they went a long time without really saying much to each other that's why i don't go to high school reunions i feel the same way i'm like i don't know anything about you anymore so like what's the 
Yeah, it was point? really, I mean, it just came about kind of as a fluke, you know, he yeah. connected with the guy and the guy said, well, why don't we go out to lunch? And, and Jim was like, yeah, you know, it'd be fun. Maybe we can get together with Debbie and Devin and you call Devin, I'll call Debbie and we'll see what happens. And that's what happened. Yeah. Well, they love being together and they're wonderful friends and I love it. I love it that he has that in his life. I mean, they're, you know, texting each other at night, letting letting them know what's going on in their lives. And I, <laughs> they're like teenage girls. <laughs> keeping up with all the, and all I the don't drama. Have any part in it, you know, I don't feel yeah. like that's my place to be a part of that. Um, Greg, the other spouse in the group, I mean, he very seldom tune in tunes in either so you know it's good it's good i mean it's good they've been i mean after so here many years you're just like whatever just it's just fun it's just fun or, you know how that club. is when you when you reconnect with people that you've known as a child it's like you kind of go back into that child place that place of innocence where everything was just beautiful and everybody yeah i've was got just like happy uh, I have a, a good friend of mine. My best friend in the world has been my best friend since fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And it's like time. It's it's almost like he's a brother to me at this point because we have been, uh, we've been in each other's lives so much and we kind of seem to be so succinctly, 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 mm-hmm. succinctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, aligned in life because it's like he is military. And so he moves around a lot. I move around a lot. So once we move around together, like around the same times mm-hmm. and he is, um, he got married right when I, when I got married, he got divorced right around when I got divorced. <laughs> so it was, it's kind of nice to have those people that, and, and no matter what happens, we always can hop back in to everything is fine. There's no, no need to really like catch up. It's just kind of right. like, it's you like you saw you each off. other yesterday. That is a yeah. really beautiful thing about those long-term relationships. It's so precious that you just don't have with people that you don't have a history with. Right. I mean, they all yeah. knew each oh, other's parents and they played ball together. And, you know, I mean, just a lot of just wonderful times together, wonderful memories. So I love it that he has that. And yeah, I also love it that he stayed home. Uh, we are going to do our very first giveaway on the podcast and I've never tried this and uh, let's see how it goes few that's been almost two months now since we had her on but mystic michaela who is a famous celebrity psychic uh you know she came on and she did a psychic reading for me and uh it was really cool well she just recently started doing um palm readings for Mm. celebrities now i'm by no means a celebrity but she uh, she did feature me and she's featured like some bachelor people and some other people uh from reality tv and so she asked me a couple of weeks ago, would I come on or would I just take a picture of my right palm and send it to her? Cause I saw her doing it for other people. I was like, well, I understood what it was for. Um, but like what she found is very confusing to me. So I invited her to come back on the podcast. She's going to come on next week. But mm. what I decided to do was to also give an opportunity for you to have your, have a palm reading from Mystic Michaela as well that we'll put into a more mama's boy episode. Um, which should be really cool. So uh, you should go follow her on social media, Mystic Michaela. And if you want to win, just go to win, W-I-N, dot certifiedmamasboy.com. That's win.certifiedmamasboy.com. I'm going to put the link over in the show notes too, so you can just click and go right to it if you scroll down to the show notes. And um, if you enter the, on the page, it's asked for you to enter the code to win. And that code is mystic. 
M-Y-S-T-I-C, Mystic. So you have until June the 2nd to figure to fill it out. And there's a couple of things to make sure that you're available on the day we're going to record. And so you can win a free palm reading, which is worth millions of dollars, millions of dollars, because you will know every secret of your future with Mystic Michaela. I'm making this whole thing up when it comes to what she'll actually do. <laughs> but we'll find out together uh, next week. Well, that sounds really exciting. Can I enter that? <laughs> <laughs> Do a am mom I, palm reading am too? I, am I an employee of Certified Mama's Boy Podcast? Yes, I am. Well, that it's funny because I'm probably disqualified. Yeah, but I don't have like <laughs> official rules, which I probably should. You know, girl, growing up in the radio world, and in case you don't know, I I am in kind of a radio host. I don't know. I'm in between. <laughs> we're, we're on a break. Um, I, we always had, it was very, there's so many lawyers involved and da, 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 da. you can't right. do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And over the last, I mean, since I've started, which was 11 years ago in morning radio, it's like, you can't do anything anymore. So this yes. is, I'm like, I, I think you can, you can just do this and we can just <laughs> give it away and that'll be the end of it. But that's okay. I don't know. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, no. I'll I'll pay her to to read my palm because <laughs> <Okay>. she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she is. So that's that's coming up uh, next week on the show. We're going to do both of those. So make sure that you enter to win that. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion, Mom, on the episode from yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. We it was one of my favorite episodes that I recorded. I in the wake of the George Floyd situation, I got my buddy Miguel, who was black, on, and we did a a little over an hour together, but it was like just two people kind of talking out the situation and kind of where race relations are. But I, I thought like in a very um, uh, raw and authentic way, we were both, I feel like as, as real as we could be, even things that didn't, we weren't proud of, but yes. we felt. Um, yes. How did you, what was your take on it? Oh, well, of course I loved it. And, and I love the relationship that you and Miguel have. Um, and you know, you're right. I mean, we didn't have a lot of diversity around us other than in school. Right. Um, but we were also very accepting of everyone. Like I never felt like we disregarded anyone because of their race or any other reason. No. Um, which I don't know know that we were also the most like, well, understanding of our white privilege either well, you know exactly uh, yeah i mean i think to the best of the to of our ability we were but you know when i was um I, i'm remembering a couple of things number one when he mentioned forsyth county and oprah going there yeah. you know that's where my dad grew up right and so as a young man i think my dad was probably racist just because mm-hmm. that's what he knew Right. But in his older years, when he was, um, and I was young, I, I was five or six, and I can remember this so well, he was a life insurance agent for a black community. Most of his clientele was black, and he would go to their houses to collect their you know, payments. And I would go with him on the, on the weekends. I must have been in school. Maybe I was six or seven. And I would go with him. And I remember how much he loved visiting and being with those families and how what a rich experience that was for me as a child. And then after he died, I learned from his attorney that when they couldn't pay their premiums, 
my dad paid them for them. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, and I mean, I love that, that he didn't have to talk about that. Right. He just sent it in on their behalf. So somewhere from Forsyth County until I was a little girl at age six or seven, his heart changed. Um, So I love that. And I think that one of the things that's really important, no matter who you are or what race you are, what creed, whatever differences we may have, we have got to learn to really listen to one another and really see one another. Mm-hmm. To really hear what the other one is saying and try to see through their eyes what the situation is. Miguel, and you are right, you have to speak up. You have to speak up so that other people can start to hopefully understand and see one another as human beings and look at what we have in common. I mean, my whole life at Rainbow Village was that. Most of our families were, you know. In case you don't know about Rainbow Village, my mom used to be a um, the CEO, CEO. What were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of a transitional housing program over in yes. Atlanta called Rainbow Village. Yes, and, and most of them were single black moms. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we would have to really hear and listen and see one another for who we were. And that's what made the difference in that community was right. that then we could come to a common acceptance of our humanity because we're all in need of the same things in life validation, acceptance, love, hope, and then down to the basics of shelter, food, you know, someone to encourage us. Um, Yeah, so I don't know how that can happen on a national basis, but I think it happens really one person at a time, one person at a time, just trying to see and understand the other, no matter who the other is. Well, and I think that f- seeing your own biases, you know, mm-hmm. is is really the stuff that you were embedded with before you even knew you were being embedded with stuff, right? Like, yes. that's really, I tell people this is really the what I feel like the process of life is. And you can tell me if you don't feel the same way. I mean, I only have 30, almost 37 years of this life thing, but I feel like you're... 20s is like trying to like or basically from like birth to 30 from at least for me was trying to fit into this system right and being told and like mm-hmm. following this and following that and do this and do that and then 30 is kind of just like unfucking yourself like 30 on for me has been like wait well why do I do that well why mm-hmm. am I so you start to question things like well why like why do mm-hmm. I feel this way you don't just feel it you don't just say like this is how I feel Mm-hmm. Like, you know why you feel that way. You don't just say yes. it because that's like what you learn because your, you know, your parents felt that way or yes. your, your culture felt that way. Is that truly the, how you it's feel? It's cultural thing. Yes. It's the yeah. norm, right? Do you really feel that way? Or is that just yeah. something that is just, it's just been said or repeated so many times, yes. you know, like for, for me, and I don't really get into veganism because it's, it's just one of those terms that just people still 
a lot of people just aren't ready to accept it yet, which I don't understand. I don't know why you care what I put in my mouth, what I feed myself with on a daily basis. <laughs> you can feed yourself what you want to, and I can feed myself what I want to, and it's it's fine. Like we're, we're allowed to do that and not and make fun of one another. And you know, it's, yes. That's like for some reason that's an issue I still feel insecure talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was that was like a big one. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, people ask me, they, they, this is how the conversation usually goes. Is it goes, well, I'm like, they're like, oh, well, you want to go to dinner? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm vegan. So it just makes sure it's somewhere I can, like, you know, get something, you know. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, you're vegan? <laughs> like, why? It's always, the question is always, why? Uh-huh. And I don't think you want to know the answer of why. Like, I don't think that, like. <laughs> Tell them to the, go watch What the Health. Well, just, it's such a, like a, a deep, complex issue. But for me, for me, you know, I, and we can talk about this a little bit now. Why not? So I just always, I just grew up eating animals, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just did. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And. But why did I eat animals? I don't know. Like, because you told <laughs> because me to. Because it was the norm. It's what Yeah, you told me just did. to, like, put animals in my mouth. And so I, yes. I did. Yes. And then, like, when I started to realize, like, what the, uh, like, consequences. The cruelty, yeah, the consequences, <laughs> right. Like, what am I, I always had this, as I was kind of getting in my, like, 27, 28, 29, I had to start having this big challenge between getting uh, of like being a huge advocate for dog adoption and save a dog's life. But then Uh every day I would go and like have all these animals killed Mm -hmm. and that really started to weigh on me, but not enough to where I would like really do anything about it because I was in that system, that norm. It was just normal. I was married and like, I can't like tell my wife I feel this way. That's just not the norm. It's just not normal. Right. And you know, and I've seen a lot of friends that really, when they hit their thirties, they start questioning why they're doing the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not, and, and that's like when you, for me and what I've realized with a lot of people, I mean, so if you're in your twenties, know it's coming. If you're thirties, maybe you tell me if I'm, am I right or am I wrong? Like in your thirties is when you start to really question what you've been doing your whole life. You do. And is it like, you're, you're tired of the, well, I'm told to do this and, I, and this is what how it's always been, but now questioning like, why am I doing this? And does it really work for me? And is it what I want to do? And you're kind of more comfortable in your own skin. And so if people say, why are you vegan? I don't like, I don't feel like I've got to impress anybody by the food I put in my mouth. That's the choice right. that I have made. I don't push it on anybody. If you don't want right. to do it, that's fine. I, yes. That's, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but. And you know, well, we're talking about norms, about how we're just growing right. up with norms. And, you know, that's why the 30s are so rich, because you have such a history to look back on and to question why. Why? So what's 40s then? What, why? What's, what do you think 40s is all okay, about? I think that by the time you're in your 40s, you've kind of started understanding more about who you are and mm. why you are right? Mm. Why you do the things you do and who you are. And then from there, you just continue to build on that. I think until then, you're still growing up. Right. Really, and 20s are busy. 20s are busy. And 30s are are busy too, but not quite so much because by that time, you've sort of settled into a career 
a, a, a way <laughs> well, of life. Don't ask my opinion on 30s. <laughs> Very transformative. Well, the good news here. for you is they're almost over. It's almost done. We're, we're getting there towards you know, the, the, the tail end. Tail that's right. And you're quarter. going to settle yeah. into those 40s where you just build on what you've learned. Lord, I, hope, I hope that's right. I hope that's no, right. It's, it's I mean, that's. That's really like kind of an expansion of yesterday's conversation, which is like, yes. you know, why the prejudices and the things that we have just been thought have mm-hmm. been okay, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. really how have you, do you really know why you do the things you do or do you just do them? And is that mm-hmm. really like the option that you want to make? So mm-hmm. um, the other thing about your thirties is that you've had the experiences of your twenties, right? Sure. I mean, you've had the life experience, whether it's been in college or in a vocation or whatever it's been in relationships with others, um, whatever that has been, you've had that experience right. to right. really reflect on, to sure. really reflect on. It's important that we do that. That's why yeah. they call it, you know, midlife crises happen in your 30s mostly. Well, it's but happening. It's not midlife, it's, trust me. I'm 67. I, I'm just now in midlife. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's going to be your quarter life. My mom's going to live to be 150. So yeah, it's right. In perfect yeah. health. In perfect 200 mind, years old. body, She's, and yep. spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> See how it's going to go. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a quote or anything for us? If not, then I will uh, wish you a fantastic weekend. Mm, thank you. Well, the only uh, one thing came to mind today from Marcus Aurelius, and it's practice really hearing what people say. Do your best to get inside their minds. Yeah, that's great. And that's something I don't care if it's about yesterday's podcast, if it's your spouse, if it's your friend, if it's your boss, if it's your podcast host, you know, just take a step. If it's your children, no matter who it is that you are in relationship with, Really try to understand their minds. And the only way to do that is to practice really hearing them. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. So I'll tell you now that next week is going to be a big week. And I've been teasing that like we're, I've been working on some stuff behind the scenes and I'm really nervous about it. And I, uh, it's like way out of my comfort zone, but I am, um, we got a, we got a big week next week. We got a big week on the podcast. So hopefully you'll come back and you'll, you'll join us then. Well, you don't have a choice, but I'll be back. Else. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll I'm, su- I'm assuming I'm like log in to start recording. Yours not going to be there. So gotta prepare for that day. Right. <laughs> I'll be here as long as you need me. I mean, right. God All willing. Right. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. 200. Okay. Okay. I love you. Have a great weekend. Okay. Okay. You too, honey. Love you forever. And we get back. It's Friday. So we do dating disasters. It's stories that I've experienced through the weird world of divorce dating. And uh, today I got catfished on a dating website, but who it turned out to be made it even worse. It's next on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. And dating disasters here in just a couple seconds. All right. Before we do, I want to remind you that you can call anytime, like for any reason. And especially if there's like something you want to hear about or you want to know about. And I got this call this week and I was like, this would be really interesting to go into. Hi, Kramer. I am calling because I would love to hear um, more details. Some of the juicy things we don't know about 
um, the time you asked Gina out on a date. And I want to know if it, I need I need the deets. I need the deets. So I want to know if it was staged in any way by the channel to get ratings or anything along those lines or if it was completely authentic and if there were details in that story that were not able to be said at the time on the air. Um, but I feel like that would be a very fun um, Monday Cheese episode. So I would love to know the details. Yeah, I asked my old co-host Gina out on a date. And I know there's a lot of speculation about what was going on behind that. And I'll give you everything. Monday with Monday Cheese May here on the Certified Mama's Butt Podcast. Everybody, okay? I don't know if that voice was. All right, dating disasters. Yeah, so I'm uh, divorced, and I um, am getting back into the dating world, even though I'm not really dating right now. But I, I dated pretty heavily for about six, seven months before I lost my job. And it's a weird world. And I can tell you that I'm not very good at it. And there came with like a lot of stories, some that I never shared on the air because it was too awkward, right? Like I was, I've been open that I was dating kind of just casually around, right? And that, so if I was like, hey, last night I was with this one girl and the other girl would be like, well, which it was just very complicated. So I had to really watch my dating stories, but now we've got this podcast and time has passed. Everything's fine. I want to tell you about the, my probably worst experience on a dating app. And I, I never was successful with dating apps. If you are, congratulations. And I know the second I say that, I'll get a call. Me and my husband met, we met on Bumble. Well, that's, that's great. I didn't have like a lot of great experiences, but I did have one very awkward experience that I, I want to share with you, okay? So I told you that I got into a thing, all right? It, was, it wasn't it was really a relationship because both of us were getting out of marriages. And so honestly, at first, it was kind of nice to lean on one another because I was not really public about my uh, my situation and she wasn't public about her situation because... Um, she is a business owner and she didn't think it was like a good idea. And she, so it was, both of us were kind of low key and, uh, honestly we fell for each other really fast and probably in an unhealthy way, which kind of led to our, our demise. But I told you, I think it was last week when I was talking to you about sexy senorita that, um, when I decided to start dating. One of the main reasons why I publicly said I'm dating was because I knew that her and I were falling into these same traps over and over and over again. We just couldn't get over this like unhealthy habits that we had. So I was like, that's it. I need to like take a break from this and I need to like move on. And that was it. Right. So I did all, a lot of kind of dating, right? I told you that I've met people all kind of ways between, um, you know, friends introducing me, listeners introducing me, Instagram. I met a couple of girls, um, I never actually met anybody off of any of the dating apps, but I did a lot of talking on there. And so there was this one day I was taking a nap and I wake up. This is shortly after I got Bumble and I was like, okay, okay, okay. It's, you know, it's kind of fun. It's all these new people and you're swiping. And I got up and I remember checking my phone and I had a, it wasn't Bumble, sorry. It was Hinge. It was Hinge. And I had a new connection and I was like, wow, this girl is like really really pretty and she's kind of like got all the features that i find attractive which is dark hair dark eyes dark skin she looked maybe i don't know if she was latin i don't think so but she may have just been like italian or something but um 
And so I remember I sent her a message and I was like, well, here's suave me. Well, aren't you just too pretty to be on this dating site? And she was like, oh, you're so sweet, blah, blah, blah. And as I was reading through her profile, I'm like, this girl could be perfect because one thing was listed was love languages. And uh, she put that she didn't drink, which was attractive to me at the time. And so I was like, okay, okay. So... And after maybe a two weeks of kind of chatting back and forth, I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's meet up. Cause I never really met up with anybody over hinge. And, and after like two weeks of like really good conversation back and forth, it felt like we were on the same page and everything. Um, I, I was like, let's meet up. And so we did, we planned plans for that weekend. I think it was Wednesday. I finally asked and then we made plans for that weekend. And I was like really, really excited. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me though, was like, she didn't want to give me her phone number. And I was like, okay, well, that's strange, but it's fine. Whatever. You know, it's your own privacy. We can do all the talking on here anyway. Well, so here it is. Uh, It's now Saturday night, Friday night. And I meet her at this little Mexican restaurant over in um, Liberty Station, which is like this kind of this old naval base over here in San Diego. They got turned into a bunch of restaurants and stuff. And so I'm sitting there and I get there a little bit early because I, I always get nervous on dates. I don't drink. And so I have to make sure that I get there, like get prepared, get mentally set up for dates. And, um, so I'm sitting there and it's about 10 minutes passes by 15 minutes passes by. There's like nobody showing up and I'm kind of watching my phone. Like, can, is somebody going to be here? Is somebody going to show up? And then out of nowhere, guess who pops in? It's not the attractive woman that I thought I was going to meet from hinge. It was actually the girl that I was talking to in the first place that I had that like mini relationship with. Yeah. Like she had started, <laughs> she had, we, she had started a hinge page just because she wanted to see the way I was like talking to women on hinge. She used a picture of a girl that lived overseas that I wouldn't have known obviously from here. I found it somewhat endearing I didn't like really freak out. I felt a little weird, but what am I supposed to do? And she felt, you know, like a weirdo. I, I make fun of her to this day because I'm like, you're such a stalker. That was such a stalker situation thing to do. Um, but I don't know in that moment. It seemed, it seemed like it was kind of cute and we just had dinner and still just didn't really work out. But yeah, that's my only date that I ever went on with, uh, someone from hinge or, tender or anything and it ended up actually being the girl that i was having feelings for before anyway it's very complicated and i would say quite the dating disaster and now let's get into the good news okay if you're new then you should know at the end of every show i give you the good news from the coronavirus let me take a sip of water really quick i'm very parched i I've been wearing these Certified Mama's Boys um, podcast hoodies, but it's also the end of May, so I like sweat most of the day. Just one more. Mm -hmm. Okay, good news from the coronavirus. A lot of good stuff going on in the world, and we're just not really focused on it. We're focusing on all the crazy stuff, right? Um, There is uh, some new autonomous cars that are being used to deliver meals and medications to at-risk people in quarantine. 
It's being hailed as the ultimate form of social distancing. It's a trio of autonomous, am I saying that right? Autonomous, 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 right? Autonomous cars uh, are being set to deliver thousands of meals to families suffering from food insecurities in Washington, D.C., the group is called Optimus Rides. It is a startup that specializes in developing driverless vehicles for urban transportation. Has announced that they will be uh, deploying three of their cars for contactless grocery delivery to low-income houses in Southeast D.C. I mean, it's pretty smart, right? Because uh, I'll go into a little bit more. Uh, the initiative, which was is being spearheaded by the real estate company, blah blah blah, is expected to order five thousand, sorry, deliver five thousand meals a week. It's 5,000 meals a week. Uh, they're going to be rolling out these one-week boxes that contains all kinds of nutritious meals and ingredients. Uh, so I think that's a really smart idea um, to – I mean, now you don't have to worry about it, right? Like you don't have to worry about who's coming to your house and the fact that they can just do it without anybody driving. I will say I get, I'm starting to get like a little bit more weird when it comes to using all this AI computer stuff because – even like, for example, when I go to Target, right, and they have the self-checkouts, I don't, like, feel good about using a self-checkout because there's, like, one job for, like, 10 cash registers. You know, one person, like, watches over them. It's like a, a job being taken away. So, I mean, I think in this situation it's cool, but you just got to be careful. Okay, this is my favorite story of the week, and you'll see why. So, obviously, the people that are being the most cautious right now, I would say, would be our seniors, Right. And they're, you know, in isolation and they found a new way to find comfort and connection. And it's through the radio. Yep. It's called Radio Recliner. It's an online pirate radio station that's hosted exclusively by elderly DJs from assisted living communities across the United States. <laughs> the project was launched as a marketing firm, uh, Lucky, back in April as a means of keeping lonely seniors entertained and optimistic during the pandemic. So the company only planned on airing one new 60-minute show uh, every day for a month. But since the station gained so much traction, so many listeners, Radio Recliner has also attracted a team of 18 senior DJs to continue recording new segments. And I, do you want to hear it? Of course you do. So I'll play it for you. Radio Recliner. Pirate Radio run by retirees. It's a bright day in Franklin, Tennessee. This is Bob Coleman, better known as the Karaoke Cowboy. I have uh, four children, 13 grandchildren, eight great-grandchildren, and uh, I'd like to dedicate this next song to all of them. I love you. Growing up there, I couldn't wait to get off the school bus and come to the house and turn on the battery-operated radio because that's all we had. And I will dedicate this song to my late wife, Emily. We'll see you down the road if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise. You can actually watch uh, more of that now in the show notes because it's just there. Cute. Okay, let's get to Made Me Laugh. At the end of every show, I try to leave you with something that just makes you feel good. And I've got to play this video for you, and you're going to have to go down the show notes to actually watch this um, because it, it's... Honestly, I spend the most time prepping for this show to find a, a Made Me Laugh. And the problem with it Made Me Laugh is that sometimes things can be visually funny, but they're not funny over just the noise. And this is one where I've been debating today, like, can I play this or not without it being so funny? But I want you to picture this. There's a woman that literally is getting chased. Like, she's walking up her stairs. 
to her house. And this is probably caught on like a doorbell camera. Maybe it's a little higher. It's probably just on like a house camera. And a skunk starts to chase her. And I don't know why the skunk is chasing her, but I will say it's a pretty aggressive, it is a pretty aggressive chase. And the reaction is so funny to me. So go down in the show notes and please do that. Also, don't forget to go to win.certifiedmamasboy.com so we can get you a palm reading with Mystic Michaela next week. And you can win that. Um, and just make sure that you enter the the code to win, which is Mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for today. Next week, I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to be a like the biggest week for this show ever. And, well, so far at least, in the two months we've been we've been doing this show, I'm really apprehensive about it. Um, I've been like really soul searching this thing, and we'll make a big announcement Wednesday of next week. So, um, hopefully, you can be here. All right, have a great weekend. If you're just binging, have a great day, whatever day it is. I love you. I do. Thank you for listening. And um, don't if you have a second, go to the. Uh, I have a new Facebook. We have a new Facebook page for the show. Facebook page. So if you're on Facebook, if you could go and like that page, it's just Certified Mama's Boy, and also leave a review on there because that's kind of helps like the online clout something something something. I don't know. So that's a Certified Mama's Boy on Facebook. All right. Love you. See you Monday. Hey Kramer, uh, I'm listening over here from uh, San Diego, California. I follow you since your days in Channel 933. Uh, love-hate relationship, honestly, because you would have known the crap out of me. But I knew you had a big heart, and I, I really like you, man. You remind me a lot of my best friend. So know the crap out of me, but I love that guy. All right, lending people money. I think you gave a really good advice where if you lend money, just expect that to be a gift. That's not the right thing to do, though. And honestly, like always, your mom gives really great advice um the friend that lent her the money should definitely reach out and you know you don't have to be rude about it just hey what's going on the one that's moving to arizona should have already been on this she should have already cleared it up like hey i know i i still owe you 700 bucks your friendship means a lot more than that i will have your money these things came up if they're that good of friends they're they definitely need to have better communication even if it's uncomfortable. Like we say in Spanish, cuentas claras, amistades largas. Thank you for everything you do. Keep up the great work, man. Hey, Kramer. I'm calling from San Diego. I wanted to talk about your Ask My Mom segment about lending friends money. Um, So this story is actually about two of my friends. Uh, One of my friends bought a condo and um, obviously he was approved to purchase a condo and to be able to pay for that condo. And um, when one of our other friends, our mutual friends, asked if he could move in, uh, my friend that bought the condo said, absolutely, Um, you know, give me like, I think it was like $800 a month, which is super cheap. And um, I'll take care of electricity, water, cable, and obviously your rent. Um, Well, towards the end of the lease, uh, our mutual friend did not pay him because he had lost his job. And he didn't really ask whether he could stop paying him. He just stopped. 
and he ended up getting three months behind. And after finally talking about it, my friend who owned the condo, because he was able to afford it and this was just extra income for him, he said, you know, I'd rather keep our friendship and so you don't owe me the money anymore, but you do have to move out ASAP. So I think I would have done the same thing. And like you said, like you almost have to take a loan as you have to almost consider it a gift because you never know what could happen. And I think our friend had the had the intent of paying his monthly rent every month on time, but stuff just happens. And so not only about lending, but like, yeah, if you let somebody live with you, um, you have to, you know, always do it very cautiously, especially with friends and, and family. So just wanted to give you that story. Uh, thanks for everything. I love your podcast. And I really hope you stay on five days a week instead of just three. Okay. Bye. Hi, Kramer. This is Megan from Chula Vista. I was listening to your podcast last week and I was meaning to call earlier this week, but it got busy with the kids and everything. But you were talking about hand soap and how you only use foaming hand soap. Um, and on Amazon right now, there is, there is some available through Method, um, just in Amazon's search box, just search um, Method hand soap and it'll come up. Love your podcast, love your mom, keep doing you, love you forever. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.